Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's Nick. You can find us at the Hyperclean Specialist Group on Facebook or go to hypercleanstore.com. And welcome to 2023, Nick. I know you're uh, excited to get into the year and kind of get past this 41, 42 little problem that you just experienced, but you know, Hey, you what, your, your four or five best players are out and you uh, make it a game that'll work. You know, I didn't have high hopes. So, you know, as a, an Ohio state alum that, you know, has seen millions of playoff games at this point. You know, you win some, you lose some, Marty. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, so. um, TCU, though, that's a surprise for me. I know that. Good for them. A, it's just yeah, crazy to hear of TCU in the finals. Like that's just Yeah, good for them. I think I think it's cool, man. At the end of the day, here's what I care about. Uh, having some nooners and getting to watch two really good games, that's, uh, that's pretty rare in the playoff. You know, usually they're blowouts. So, you know, we came up short, but. Uh, you know, as people know, I'm not on the team. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I take it and roll with it. Be nice to see a win, but trust me, I got family and friends that will jump off the deep end over it. So sooner nation is the same way here. Sooner nation is the same way here. Yeah. All right, let's get in some buy and sell. <clears throat> I'm buying, uh, and at the same time, oh, I know you won't let me say, so I won't do it. I am only buying and I'm buying new years over Christmas. It's such a better holiday, so much easier, so much less stress. Listen, I talked to a second ago offline. We we had dinners, you know. I went to dinner with my sister and her family. We enjoyed it. Took my mom out to dinner the next night. Then she came over last night. We went and got some steaks. It was 70 degrees. Perfect weekend. Last night we set out, watched the, the Sunday night football game, grilled some steaks, made some uh, made a little fire pit and had some of the best absolute best s'mores you could ever ask for so and little does everybody know it's 12 degrees in tulsa today <laughs> but last night <laughs> well last night was new 70 years, man, definitely buying new year's again started yeah. off on the right way. actually I, I like that take I, I would tend to agree with that but i'm gonna buy great advice because here's something i gotta say to every car person out there we get all kinds of phone calls. We work today on Mondays when we're recording this, but I'm going to tell you something that I, I talked to a guy who does a lot of custom work, uh, paint, different stuff like that. There's an epidemic. So I'm going to solve the problem for everybody from 2023 and beyond. This is why I'm buying this. If you don't spend a lot on rims, don't put them on your car because they don't look good. They don't ride well. It's going to screw your car up. So I was talking to this guy and he had a fairly expensive vehicle come in and somebody put on like, I don't know, $4,000 worth of rims on like a $225,000 car. That's what I was going to say. I was going to let you keep going. I was like, but what about that car? Those are the best, right? Like Dude. it's so funny to, to look at the cars where, yeah, people did spend the four grand on the rims, but, but you know where this, you know where this car. happens a lot. I mean, you know, Raptors and TRXs, we all know those are super expensive, you know, uh, saline Fords or, uh, excuse me, Shelby truck Fords, uh, those types of things. And these guys will go buy like fuels or, you know, something like that. That's just like some cast rim. I don't get it. And this guy, I'm telling you, I, I like talking to him because he's in a really old school, like, you know, those old school painters, those old school custom shops. This dude has no filter, dirt in his fingernails, but great at what he does. And he must have went on Marty for like 25 minutes. I'm not even kidding. I never even said anything. He just went one after another. Then I had this one come in. Then what, what are these people? So I'm buying solving the rim problem if you can't put expensive rims on your car which we've all been there maybe we don't want to spend it on that specific car that we have leave it alone it's not worth it it looks stupid i gotta buy this guy's advice because it's something that i probably have said on one or two occasions on this podcast in passing but i gotta buy some great advice in 2023 either spend the money on the rims commiserate with the price you paid for your car or truck, or don't do it. 
And usually there's what, you know, five great top flight rim companies in the world. There's not 500 of them. So, you know, do your homework, understand the quality, but this guy, dude, he made, I must've laughed for like 25 minutes straight. I mean, he just went off. It was great. So (laughs) I'm buying that relationship, but I thought I would share his insight. All right. So I've taken a little time this weekend. I was trying to do some digging as we continue our search for a, a vehicle, but trying to look at, okay, well, what's coming out in 2023. Listen, you prepped everybody of so many manufacturers are going into electric vehicles. I went in and just did some searches for, you know, what's coming out in 23. What should I look for? The only people that I could find that aren't moving to full electric, Alfa Romeo is coming out with a hybrid, but they said next is pure electric and they'll never go back. And I'm just like, wow, like this is getting, this is getting intense. And here's the cool part when we think about it, when we talk, this is why I bring it up, right? Is because we don't always see the other side, right? Like the other side of it is, well, where are they going to be getting all the stuff, which we've talked about? Well, is is a, is the battery really as, you know, more environmental because what are they going to be doing with it? You know, now cars, right? The other part that people aren't thinking about is those poor kids in the other side of the world, right? And you go, wait, what? Yeah, huh. cobalt. Well, yeah, cobalt no. is... Uh, not the Chevy big... cobalt, right? Not, yeah. Not Chevy yeah. cobalt, even though that was no, one of the... No, uh, they mine cobalt and cobalt is a big uh, driver in the battery system. There are people, Tesla, I know actually has one. It There's a range issue. So cobalt is a stability and uh, extends the range of batteries. Okay. So it allows the battery to be stable as well as get more range. And so there are people working on technology to get away from cobalt, but here's going to be the interesting thing. You know, Toyota is not doing it, as I've said on this podcast before. They're not diving in heavy electric. I think you're going to see some reversal. You know, when things don't go as planned, you'll see them go back to, you know, some hybrid models with the internal combustion engine, you know, as part of those. And also, you know, you got a lot of heavy-duty trucks and different things like that that people are going to probably stay. But it doesn't mean that gas vehicles are going away. It just means when the new version comes out, they're going to stop producing the old version. So let's say somebody's not going, you know, we talked about it before, you know, Navigator and Escalade and all these different ones went through a current redesign within the last 24 to 36 months, let's say. You know, they're going to continue to build those. And usually the span on those is somewhere between six and 10 years, depending on how quickly they want to make a change. So you know, you're probably looking at a very different world in 2030, uh, but you're going to see it now. I mean, look, you know, Dodge has made it clear uh, through every announcement, the Challenger, the Charger, all these things that people love, that's going electric. Will they back off of that? Will they make special editions? Will they, you know, change course? Who really knows? But it is interesting. Uh, when you look at cars, you know, th- this is going to line up for some of the J- Japanese manufacturers because, you know, I don't think Honda has any plans to go uh, quickly. I don't think, uh, you know, that makes Lexus, Acura, Toyota, all those types of, they're going to go more hybrid or even in Toyota's case, go hydrogen uh, is where they're going to put their money uh, currently. Uh, They obviously are going to continue to put money into battery, but they're not making a sudden change. So you're on the list for the Dodge Hornet or you you grabbing a Hornet? Is that? that (laughs) No, Uh, you know, I can't imagine what electric they, coming out. Of here, here's the question. What are they going to do with all these people that, that buy the charger and challenger and everybody's got a buddy or a friend that's all bought them from the beginning that live in apartments that, that don't have access to charging networks, right? Like, come on. So you're going to see people hold on to cars. You know, that'd be good for the reconditioning side of our business. You know, you and I, that's where we kind of grew our, you know, cut our teeth. For a lot of us that started in this business, reconditioning was the only place to really detail cars when we started. Uh, So you're going to see that, you know, for detail shops who have not really tapped into that and have always just been doing newer cars and cars that are maybe under two years old and newer, and especially a lot of new cars, there's going to be, I think, 
you know, for the first time in my career, I think I'm going to see it go backwards a little bit. Not like, you know, the business of detailing is going to change, but I think you're going to see a lot of people having their cars reconditioned for real. And uh, I think that'll be a good thing. But that on the other side, people are going to realize they don't want to own the same electric car for more than a couple of years. So you're going to have the the flip-flop here a little bit, which which is, like I said, man, you make the adjustments when they come and and you do what you got to do. Well, we're going to talk about packages here a little bit going in 23. And that's it's an interesting point that you made up because one of the phone calls I had last week, and you and I have been experiencing many, many more, uh, as the times are continuing to move into the way we've said that it would go. One of the conversations I had that was very interesting was, well, it was, it was about none of the cars, right? None of nobody was getting new cars that nobody had new cars. Well, my customers weren't buying new cars. Well, yeah. So you got to change your packages. You got to be ready for that. That's another thing, right? Like moving into it, as you just said, there's a lot of people that just aren't buying cars anymore, but being a BMW guy, being a BMW guy, you going with the new XM? What do you think of the new BMW XM? They're touting it as the first standalone M since 1981. No, don't don't get me pissed off here, Marty. I'm not excited about anything BMW is doing. It's uh, people have heard enough about this from me. We got an uh, we got an M7, the new M7 with a 35 inch screen in the back. It's look, the screen's great or however long it is. I think it's something like 35 inches of watchable space. Um, it's not BMW anymore. And the same's going to go, look, you, you know, you're going to have big changes at Ferrari. You're going to have big changes at Lambo. You're going to have big changes at Porsche. When it happens, we'll see. But it kind of started, you know, for everybody that's never been through it, the big evolution for you and I was the manual transmission went away. Mm. You know, I got I got more time with my BMW this weekend than I than I've had in a long time. And driving that manual, you go. There's an interaction with your car that went away, and we all just got kind of used to it, right? It was just like it just happened. So the same's going to happen with electric. When that becomes the new normal, if it does on a massive scale, then it's the new normal, right? You're going to adjust, and you're going to find uh, cars to keep and cars to get rid of, and you know, upgrade to this and you're, you're going to just figure it out as a car person because honestly, we've all gone through this, this, this change and, and it's, it's going to affect our business, but I think it, it's largely going to be probably pretty positive on the reconditioning side. Yeah. That's the exciting part, right? For those people that are ready for the reconditioning, AKA also maintenance for many people of, Hey, let me clean up this car so we can maintain it. So you can keep it many more years. That will be the exciting part. And we're seeing definitely inside of our community, we're seeing those people continue to reach out of the growth. Uh, hey, I've got so many more of this. And right. That's the fun part about you and I talking for so many years of putting out why you need to be doing that to be ready for these times. Listen, some of the times going on inside the community of the hyperclean specialist group, a couple of things we want to highlight, which is fun. Cool pose for Cody doing a Tesla with spray coat. Did you see that one? Yeah. He's walking around and he goes, hey, you know, the video is tough, but you can see it, which is really cool. He goes and rinses it back off after he does spray coat and you can see the water sheeting off and drying itself. The car's virtually dry by the time he's done with his video. That was fun. Definitely also, you love seeing the post and thank you so much, Wesley. That's what I'm drinking today. Wesley making a post of enjoying a little hazy, uh, that's that's the way we do it. It is a Sierra Nevada hazy little thing IPA. He got to get it off a draft, made a little post. Good for him, man. There's there's community for you. But listen, the one that stuck out to me, which is interesting, as we're going to talk about some packages, was Scott. He coded a farmer's truck. This yeah. is pretty cool, right? Real Scott's cool. over in Arkansas, and he's like, hey, we got Farmer Joe, right? Farmer Brown. I, I bet you I, I really... I'll throw a beer on this. We'd like to bet beers. I'll throw a bet that Scott's customer wore overalls. I really bet. Probably had a little bit of a belly and different types of cars that he had, man. I, I love seeing that. But he uh, he talked about coding Uno on this truck. <clears throat> and uh, the customer was 
Well, you guys got to go into the post to read it. The customer was thrilled. Let's talk about that package though, right? Why it was so important for that customer to be able to see and experience HyperClean Uno, ceramic coating, foot on. The customer is blown away months and months later. And Scott then is using that to encourage the customer to get into the maintenance. Come on, don't. It's been months since you brought it back. Come on back yeah. in. Come on, let's get it all cleaned up. And that's a cool post. So we're talking about packages of 23. Things that people could get excited about. They need to, whether it's revamp their mobile business, revamp, kind of energize their, their shop business. Maybe it's, I want to revamp and energize. Like I, I've tried to spend some time on the Jeep this week. And I and putting a coating down, putting hyperclean Uno, hyperclean dose, that package of making sure that I'm in and out, taking care of the car, but getting great quality protection. Let's talk about a package again, right? The package that we really recommend and we're looking for. You want to ramp up what you're doing in 23. It's a package of yeah. Uno, right? Like yeah, I, I think that's the no-brainer, uh, right? Because here, here's what I think I see people take for granted. Because we deal in coatings and detailing every day, we assume everybody knows about coatings. I think if you read between the lines on Scott's post with the farmer, here's a guy that isn't going to buy into long-term coating, isn't a guy that's sure about coatings. You know, Scott probably had to talk to him a lot just to get him to do Uno. Once he got him in, he gained his trust. That's what comes through on the post is now – that farmer who's beating that truck up goes, man, I hardly have to do anything. This thing's staying clean on my farm all the time. That's a cool thing to read in the post. But here's the important part that you can't gloss over. He got somebody into his business on a basic package of Uno. And now I bet on other vehicles this guy has, he can talk him into dose. He can talk him into tray on some of them. He can even coat farm equipment right? With a coating, which will be fine. Uh, we have a bunch of people doing that. What he's done is he's created somebody as a believer in ceramic without having to put a 52 year coating on a car, charge five grand, or that guy would have said no right in the door, right? He had something to sell him. And this doesn't mean that you have to provide that package for little money right? Let's say that package takes you four hours and you charge $4.99. Nobody's telling you to take a discount. Nobody's telling you to do it for no money. Nobody's telling you to lower your price. People are, are often, and, and people who listen to us for a long time, don't misunderstand a lower priced package for making less money per hour. In a lot of cases, Marty, I think you had this in your career, when I did, when we do an Uno package in my business, we end up making more per hour off of that than a complete restoration style detail, which is thousands of dollars. Because you have all these things that pop up on longer and bigger work, PPF, uh, again, restoration type detailing, two-step corrections. Those are all great things to have in your business if, if that's what you want to do. But don't underestimate what happened in this exact post was he got a believer. Now he's built a customer long-term because he got somebody in on something they could understand, right? That is the most important thing of those entry-level packages. And that's a principle that we've been talking about for years. I mean, it's, it's not new. For those, for those, and this is something you and I joke about, for those in the community that that listen, right? Like beyond hearing the episode, but... But listening to the episode, you'll start to remember this is, oh, okay, this is something that we've been kind of starting to be programmed for. This is going to be a great time for this type of package. A $199 package to install a ceramic coating five years ago was unheard of. Three years yep. ago, you're still being strung up and uh, <laughs> you know, dangling from a rope in a sense. Three, two, one year ago, you maybe would have just gotten stoned a little bit. You wouldn't yeah, have been exactly. Go, you might have had and a go to SEMA. To Hold on, and go to SEMA. Go to SEMA. I mean, for those that weren't there, every big brand was talking about a quicker ceramic coating installation. We now see a bunch of ceramic coating companies touting one-layer technology. 
right? This all goes into efficiency and speed and the chemistry in the, in the world has changed. We've become more knowledgeable of building better, better uh, ceramic coatings that take less time and, and, and are more user-friendly. But, you know, when you're building out those packages, one of the, one of the things that, 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 you know, for all those guys that are in the deep freeze and, you know, maybe you have a day where you, you, your work has gone a little dry and you're in the office Go through the packages that are really making you money and, and then go through the packages you really didn't sell very much. Why are they there? Well, sometimes you have this really high level package and this really low level package because you want to sell a bunch of the middle package, right? So it's a mind game you play with the customer. All right, let's pause and let's say that again because I one of the phone conversations I had this past week was about a guy that was only been selling his top, Right. He's only trying to shoot the moon. I get it. We talked about this. I get the understanding of always trying to shoot the moon. But you just talked about a philosophy, and it is a philosophy for many, many other businesses, not just the detailing world. Every so, business. Every right? business. So many businesses of having a couple different options walk us back through then how do I go look at my because I could talk to this guy and I'd go back through the conversation I had with him. He'd go, yeah, but we only sell these. We only sell these. Okay, well, what happens if you only sell these top ones? And we haven't looked at, you know, I've, I should have these other two. And he did, but he just doesn't ever sell them. How do I start selling them? Is it cold calls? How do I, how do I, okay, I can, I can build out a new package or re-put in a package. I can do HyperClean Uno and this $199, $299, something down here, but. I still got to sell them because to this yeah. guy's point, I'm only selling these big ones. Yeah. Well, you're always going to sell what you concentrate on, right? So if I only sell one thing and I go, why well, I, I sell a lot of that. Well, no kidding. You sell one thing. You sell one widget in your business. You're going to sell that one widget for a service-based business. I, I don't know, you know, go to HVAC, go to, you know, even go to a law practice or anything like that they have entry level into their business. They have a mid level and then they have the highest level of service. And the whole theory behind that is, is that most people will buy your middle level service. So when you build out your middle level service, maybe this is a, a one step in dose. Okay. You have a, a one year, no, no correction. You have a two year and a one step, and then you have a five year and a two step. You want to be as efficient as you can be at all three, but you should be making the most amount of money on your middle package. Okay. That's the theory. And that's really plays out for any business is that you want to do a quick, but what happens is when you get to present all three, most people and not all, but the reason you have that high level package is somebody's going to buy it. Okay. There's somebody that's going to buy that. And there's going to be a lot of somebody's that buy that. Then you're going to have people buy that your entry level because they just want to try out coding or whatever your entry level interior is. It doesn't matter. But then your mid-level, the majority of the population doesn't want to buy the highest end, but they also don't want to buy the lowest end. So guess where they fit? The middle class, right? And it, this can go for if you're dealing with the wealthiest of people. So let me give you an example in the PPF world so people don't just take like we're talking coding. The vast majority of the most successful PPF shops knock out front end after front end after full front end, full front end, full front end. They'll occasionally do a total body, uh, a full body wrap. They'll occasionally just do a bumper. They'll occasionally do a partial front end. But guess what? They have a partial front end. They have a full front end. And then let's say they have a full body. Okay. They may have a track package in between there but they're trying to sell the most full front ends that they can. That's where they're the most profitable. They're the quickest out of the shop. That's where they're the most efficient. That's what they concentrate on the most. So this goes for every part of this business, lowest, highest, middle, and concentrate on that middle as being your most efficient, profitable package all the time. And you're going to have success because every multinational company does this. Everyone does this in this business, in this service-based world because of the mindset of consumers. They're, they're playing on the psychology of the consumer. And, and that's where, you know, you and I have talked to people that have 52 different packages, 100 different packages, and they're struggling. 
And then you boil it down and go, what three packages do you want to sell? And they tell you, and then you call them back six months later, and they go, dude, been killing it. I mean, because they just played on the psychology of customers. And, and that's the most important thing to do. It is difficult, though, to think through psychology. Most of us don't really want to get that too in-depth with. or we. By might the way, not I'm not understand. the brightest at it. So, I mean, yeah. don't take it like I'm an expert. I'm just saying this is the business philosophy that everyone copies. I kind of looked at it as my own behavior. I kind of sort of, as I develop packages or always try to think through that, I like to also think of myself or, you know, when I'm at the store, what do I choose? I don't like to choose the bottom rung. I always think the bottom rung, I'm going to get the bottom rung. But I also don't like buying the top unless it's something very, very special that I'm specifically looking for. Generally, then I'll digest down to figure out what is kind of in that middle that I think I'm getting a good value and a good deal and vice versa. Then as a business, that's then what I also like to encourage to the customers. I'll start them at one way or go the other way, but I'm really going to guide them into that middle, so to speak, because to me, it's the best value for both of us. So best value for the company and for the customer you know, the conversations that we've been having, some have been really great, especially as we see, you know, post inside the group of people recapping their year. You know, some people, uh, we, we've talked about it, uh, you know, on the episodes, our guys are buying buildings. A lot of our guys are continuing to grow. I, I've also had, you've had, we've had many very tough conversations though. So we wanted to start the per first part of this episode to give some some listeners, you know, here's some encouragement to this package, hypercolonial, and doing this, like, this is really going to be what sustains and is really great for right now. You've talked about having this cash influx to your business. This is regular. That's why we both believe in maintenance, regularly maintaining cars. So you always have this as your base foundation of your business. Not everybody has listened there, Nick. I, I met a guy that I was having a conversation with last week. I had met this guy three plus years ago hung out at the expos, I would always come and have some beers, right? Was always around what we were doing, but chose to choose words from other companies, from other people. Yep. And we had to have a, a conversation last week and it was tough because he talked about closing his business. Been at it for three something years and it was extremely emotional for him. It was emotional for me. Tons of empathy for him. I'd, <laughs> I'd seen his family on social. I'd seen the way, seen a lot of stuff. And it was, it was very empathetic for me as a guy that has built the businesses as you also, and having that family dialogue, having all the, the stuff that goes in with what work it takes and the amount of time and energy and stress energy and family energy and personal, everything that goes into a business and then to close i mean it it took a bit took a bit inside but he had said some things we have other people that we talk to people have said some things and so you and i we've been discussing well what are some characteristics that we're starting to see in some of these people how can we let our listeners know of these characteristics so that their behaviors don't go down the same rate we would rather our community continue to succeed and success as they've been doing let's then talk about some characteristics that we've seen from these people multiple conversations that are starting to relay themselves out and put out and one of these characteristics that someone who fails and has just basically continued to close, well, one characteristic that we've seen about this type of people is they've really been somebody that postured. They put themselves, they postured themselves. They, what does that word posture mean, Nick? What does it mean to you? How have you seen somebody posture? Well, I, I think we only really know one another now. I mean, some of these guys that you and I have had conversations with, and Marty, we're going on probably 10 to 20 really difficult conversations to close the year. I mean, that's probably the number we're talking about. Plus all the text messages I'm getting from reps and other companies and people I have relationships with and the stories they're sharing. I, I don't, I don't, 
I don't share this stuff as a judgment. I we share it to 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 say, hey, this stuff's happening, right? So all the good of building packages, but to get back to your point, you know, we really see a lot of this in social media, right? And it's the person, the business owner that's out there. I'm grinding, I'm killing it, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm, I'm. And social media for them is never educating on a service. It's never stepping away from it when it's not successful, right? That'd be another thing that we see. Facebook is is a is a hotbed for this where people are always uh, sharing how they're killing it. And this is, you know, a couple of the stories we're referencing here. It was big on Facebook for us where you looked at it and you go, man, just two weeks ago, I was supposedly watching all this stuff going on in his business. And overnight, we're having a really sad conversation. And, and make no mistake, guys, I think when Marty says it affects you, you can hear it on the other end of the phone. These aren't real upbeat conversations. It's like, we're sharing them because it, it hits you, doesn't it, Marty? I mean, it's like, hey, man, I'm going to go get a gig or, hey, man, I took a gig or, and it's like, well, wait a minute. I only have to rewind on your timeline two weeks and I was seeing all of this positive, you know, talk that people, what you would call posturing. And guess what? It, I hate seeing it. I've ra I've railed against mindlessly using social media. I think since I first came on the podcast when I wasn't even involved in HyperClean, man, if social media is going to be used for your business, go and use it for your business. Explain what you're doing, explain a service, explain a, why you're doing something. But to just go on there and say, you know, I'm killing it. We're killing it. We're up grinding. That is something of these 10 to 20 conversations we had to close the year, almost universally, Marty, their social media has looked identical. Yeah. The, the conversation, one, one that uh, was, was pivotal when you talked about emotional is one where a guy was talking to me about the day he had to close his doors. And he goes, all these certifications that I had, I had to pull off the wall. And he said he, he's, spent a lot of time in tears, right? Like I can get that emotion. So much of what he put himself into believing that these, you know, signatures, that these qualifications, that they were going to mean something for his business. And it will basically give him the life that he always wanted. It's, it's kind of the way I took it, right? Like, I don't, I feel really, really empathetic for that. Really empathetic. To believe in something other than yourself. But then I asked the word posturing. So you talked about, and this is something I see too, is people that put themselves and who they are, and they're so proud of themselves, and they put so much out there about themselves. So it's weird. You have this dichotomy of, how great I am because I have these signatures on a piece of paper. But then he had to remove them. He had to close his door. This is, it's, it's odd. Yeah. Right? Value, like, valuing things with no value. Hmm, right? Interesting. Interesting. Like that, that's, that's the way I look at it. If you're going and getting and learning for your business, it could be certification or not the part of learning is to then serve your customer better. Not to be in a popularity contest, not to, to, to value things that hold no value. You and I are getting news about some big business closures and sooner or later, those will come out. And one in particular, you and I have a lot of inside information on. We watched it from the inside. And the one thing term I can come up with is he valued something with no value. He valued a position with no value because it wasn't helping his customers. It wasn't helping him further his business. It wasn't helping him further his career. If you're going to get trained on something, you should be getting trained because it helps you serve your customers better. 
not because there's a piece of paper, not because you feel like that's an accomplishment. It's a means to an end to provide better service to your customer, to help you build your business. When you talked to this gentleman, you got off the phone and you called me and, and, and you were like, man, this, this kind of hits hard because this is a guy that I know. And you go, when you look at that, the value was on the stuff, not the value you could bring to your customer. The value was I had these three relationships from this training. None of them produced any money or any value to my customer. And so I looked on my wall and I, I felt a sense of accomplishment because I have these paperwork. And I, and I told you when you shared this with me, I couldn't even tell you where my diploma is, my college diploma. I never even seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't think I've ever laid eyes on it. From Ohio State. This is why yeah. we joke with Nick about Ohio State. Yeah, I, I've never, because the value isn't in the piece of paper. The value is, okay, I went and did this. What does that mean in the marketplace? Right. And again, I'm not saying that that's right. I'm saying that's my belief that if you put value on things that have no intrinsic value, it's going to be a recipe for failure for any of us, for me, for you, for anyone, because what's going to matter is the value you bring in a market. It really has nothing to do with behind the scenes. Like I'll give an example. You may do all the accounting for your business. That doesn't bring a ton of value to your customer. So are you going to put up there? I did my taxes this year on the wall. Like you're not going to put that on the wall. You just did it because it was part of owning a business, but it doesn't provide value to your people that you're doing business with. And so, you know, again, I think we share this part of the episode and we're probably going to continue as these things rapidly speed up is that you don't have to go out like this. That was the theme of these 10 to 20 conversations you and I had individually, some we were on this phone call together, uh, talking to these guys. There are a lot of changes that can be made. And that's why we led the podcast with address your business. Look at your packages. Look what you're missing. Look what you can tap into. Because when the world changes, you and I can't just reverse the, 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 the turn of the earth. It's going to go where it's going to go. And now you got to wiggle your way into the right places. And I think the one thing that we've seen is going down with the Titanic, there, there's, there's no reason to do that. You don't have to. You mentioned the changes. And here's multiple conversations that I had that this was the quote, basically. I didn't know. I oh, is so tough once things changed. I heard I didn't know multiple times. Yeah. One particular of these conversations, I stopped him and I said, listen, you and I have hung out, which I said earlier, we've hung out some different expos. We've, we, we've known each other. You made a choice on who you were going to listen to, who you were going to buy from, who you were going to do business from. And I had to take a moment in the conversation to remind him of that. And how years ago he made that choice. And he, now he's saying, I didn't know that times were going to change. Who'd you listen to then, man? Three years ago, you made a choice. Now you're in trouble and you're done. Over the years, you choose to listen to somebody, some company, to do business a certain way. Yep. There's only one company that has 40 plus years in the auto detailing business, business, business world. Yeah. I mean, business. He, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the key is the auto detailing business. And, and let me further that part of the conversation. If at VR, I were to go to a PPF training, those people are not going to teach me the PPF business. They're in the film distribution business. It's not the PPF installation business. If I go to a coding training, fine and well, that's your decision. Going to go to that training and here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a bunch of people that have A, never owned a business, or if they did own a business, it failed, so they took a job. Those people can teach you how to install the product and this and that. They don't know the detailing business. They know the coding training business, the coding distribution business. 
So when we say talk about our experience, I'm not trying to say that 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 it's morally superior to anybody. What I'm saying is the detailing business, you don't have 40 plus years of combined detailing business experience. You can tell me about this guy that detailed in the 80s or this guy that did this. Yeah. But now they're doing something else. And when you go learn from them, you have to look at it through that lens. This guy's in the chemical uh, you know, training business, the tool training business. That's great. There's a place for that. The part that hit home when you talked about this conversation with me is he didn't realize that those people didn't know the detailing business. And those are very different things. I can tell you that we're in the chemical manufacturing business now, and it is light years different than the detailing business. Light years. The meetings we have, the conversations we have, the raw materials we buy, the bottling companies we deal with, the the buying our bottles from this one guy and 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 working when to have them shipped out from the manufacturer. Marty, that isn't the detailing business. That's the chemical manufacturing business. And there's a very big distinction in that. And for some people, Unfortunately, they got up, they got their information or they latched, latched on to these people knew the detailing business when they knew the ceramic coating business or the PPF business, the PPF manufacturing business. They didn't know the installation, the service part of the business. They didn't know how to do those things. And again, that's why we led the podcast with really analyze what's going on with your businesses, your packages, because guess what? This is what we all do that have been doing this a long time. We're going to make adjustments in VR all year for, for 2023 that are different than 2022. All right. So last little thought and we'll close out is a characteristic in a sense that we've seen from some people. It's not being involved with community, right? Uh, those that want to be on their own island, do their own thing. Right? They, I have this written down. I think this is a cool little quote. There's something that you and I kind of talked about is success is actually experience a community of like-minded individuals increasing their car life, right? Like it's about being a part. It's about helping inside of our hyper clean community. It's about interacting because it's not just about you. There actually is something around being involved inside of the hyperclean community. The greatest success stories that we see in hyperclean, let's be transparent, because it's not like we can say every single person that buys hyperclean magically has some amazing business. But the formula of what we teach and talk about and discuss and have these dialogues week after week, those that continue to put it into play to their life, to their car life, and in the way they operate, they're having success. And you see another characteristics about these individuals is they go onto other people's posts inside the hyperclean specialist group, and they don't just posture by saying, oh, I do it this way. No. They interact. They say, hey, you know, this is the way I do it. I, I've used this. Hey, I can do this. Or they just answer questions. There's something about a person who wants to help others inside of the hyperclean community with good, valuable information that does continue to bring success for them. And I say it's because a lot of what I've said over the years, as the tide rises, so do all the ships. Yep. I mean, as we continue to build a community and as we as hyperclean grow, and while others last year saw downward, we saw a massive, and that number, the percentage of uptick would yeah. blow people's mind of how massively yeah. up we were last year when everybody else was starting to fall. And so much of that is because there's a community. Yeah, it's people. Helping, discussing, interacting, and the greatest success of the people inside of the community that we built, the ones that are having the greatest success are those that are interacting with others, discussing with others. Yeah. I'm not posturing and telling him, oh, you can only do it this way. Yep. It's just, here's how I've done. Here's some success. Maybe you ought to try it. And they're not only interacting with their own posts, right? They, they're, they're just on there. They take five to 10 minutes a day to say, hey, this is part of my life. I'm going to go in there and be helpful and 
you know, shoot the shit with people and, and, and be a genuine person. And, and again, it isn't like something we knew going in, you know, that's the coolest part about this is that when we look at 2022 and we got to the end of it, we started to analyze a lot of things we need to fix inside hyperclean and we need to get better at, but we also started to analyze all the people that are having great success. And there was one thing that always came up. The guys that were placing the biggest orders and increasing their work and sharing with us behind the scenes, I landed this account, I'm doing this, I'm purchasing this, I'm opening a second shop, I bought my building. You go in the hyperclean specialist group and you go, that guy's like one of the most helpful guys. That guy's one of the guys that people like to talk to in there. It isn't as though we know that going into the specialist group. It's something we saw. It isn't innate that you and I knew that. We saw it happen. Because we have the behind the scenes financials of who's buying from us, whose business is going up, whose business is going down, we can analyze that group and go, man, you know, that guy's really great in the group. He's just genuine. He's not really trying to, to go in there and be a know-it-all. He's just sharing his experiences. He's maybe sharing some of his work. He's talking about why, you know, what way he used this product. Maybe this will help you. Hey, use this product on a boat. Did this on, the, on these floor mats. Those people unequivocally had the biggest 22 of anybody that we saw in the group. Because we can see others in that group that that isn't the case for them. And it's amazing that we got to view that. And that's why we share it, is that there's something about, if you're going to be in a service-based business, you have to be service to your customers. If you're not going to be in service of other people that you want to be around, like the community of hyperclean specialists, magically, you have a problem growing your service business. Those things are probably related in some way. There's a principle here. You've said it. Emotion creates momentum and if you look at some laws of physics right no object that will remain in you know right it's going to stay still if it doesn't get acted on by an outside force if you want to create momentum in your life in your business in your car life whatever you want to do a great way of doing that is creating the emotion beyond behind what you're trying to solve what what momentum you're trying to do going in and interacting isn't a feeding your chest right it is okay, here's what I found. Here's the way I've solved it. And then what does that do for the person that puts out that information? They begin to make sure that inside of their own life, inside of their own car life, they are holding to that principle. And so what does that do then? It not only increases the community, and rises community, but it also increases your own application, your own enjoyment, your own yep. experience. And that ultimately is success, right? Success yeah. of your car Motion life creates is, emotion. Yeah. Su success of your car life is enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. Motion creates emotion, right? If I uh, make a hundred cold calls a day for all of 2023, every day, never miss that motion is going to create emotion for people to come by. Right. That's the whole idea of motion creates emotion. It's like an old, that's like the old boiler room sales line, right? Get up. Mo when you're on the phone, stand up. Motion creates emotion. And uh, I'm really, really happy to see some of the guys in that group having success that I know are being genuine. And I want to see more people have success. And that's why we share today's episode. I think 2023 for me, how we finished 22 as a as hyper clean and that VR was was off the charts. And I discussed this with you. I think if you have your mindset right, you have your, 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 you know, rabbit, rabbit ears up and you're watching what's going on in the world. I think everybody listening to this can have a massive 2023. I don't think there should be any reason. Forget the economy talk. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll keep you informed. We, that's what we should do. But I'm telling you, my thought is those savages out there that want to make money and want to build their business and want to be great at this, I think 2023 is going to be massive. You're going to see a lot of opportunity with people shutting down. We have that conversation with a couple of our guys now where three or four shops just went away and all of a sudden their business is bigger than ever. Uh, you know, you got to be able to pounce, but you got to be pumped up about 2023. I mean, we're working today. It, it, it's January 2nd. We didn't take the day off. Uh, we're ready to go. My guys didn't want 
around New Year's uh, off. We had our two biggest weeks we've ever had in our company at the end of 2022. I can't wait for 2023. That doesn't mean I don't think there's going to be some hardships, but that's where the money's made. So I want guys to be pumped up about being involved with HyperClean and and killing their business and and go out there and be a savage, man. And I'm telling you, I think 2023 can be massive for all of us. The principle also we all know, tough times make what? Tough people. I can't wait. I, I think 23 is going to be great, man. You guys need just be fired up. I, I know I am. So, uh, you know, I hope everybody takes enough from this episode and we're going to share these stories, you know, understand why we're sharing them. It's, it's, I promise you, it's not judgment. I, I feel for the people struggling, but again, go out there and kill it. I think this can be a great year. Definitely. Nick, thanks so much, man. We'll see you next week. All right, brother. See you. So community, let's talk about this. Let's have this thought process. And I want you to go through and look through whether it's your car club group, whether it's a Facebook group you're in, maybe it's somebody, you know, could possibly be a, a local detailer, right? You could, you could run through different people that need and are searching and you look at them and you go, man, you could really use this fill in the blank from hyperclean. What does it mean for you to be a community person? For you, it might mean that person in your car club that could use spray code, they, they could use ultra dress, they could use revive to, to help finish out their car life better, right? Like, could be a local detailer that you know. There's a lot of people that you could start to put in to the hyperclean community that you know that their 23 would be better off having the information having the products and understanding how to use them. So do your part, be a community person, go bring them in. Let's go get them into the hyper clean community, bring them into the hyper clean community, Facebook. Let's go to the group, get them, interact with them, add them in, encourage them to listen to the episodes. And if they're bold enough, and if you're bold enough, we welcome you to the community pub. Talked to a guy last week and he goes, I'm in. All right, I'm finally going to do it. There's something about people get a little anxious about having some beers and talking around stuff. Community pub's great. We got multiple ways for you to experience a better car life in 2023. You can be a part and you can bring others in. It's going to benefit everybody. As the tide rises, so do all the ships. Here's to your 2023. And this is Marshall. I hope you make it a great day.